Welcome to the Quasi Prince Foundation podcast, where we're on a mission to spread childhood cancer awareness, inspire, and shine a light on how pediatric cancer affects our families and communities. I am your host and executive director of the Quasi Prince Foundation, Sonia Prince. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode 9 of the Quasi Prince Foundation podcast. Happy mid-July. Can you believe that we're already in the middle of July? Time is just flying by. I just want to share a little bit about July. It's one of my favorite months. For one, I just love the summer. This is like the best time of year for me for so many reasons. Uh, I just love the heat, number one, even where I live is super humid, but I prefer it over the cold any day. Um, I love the long days. I just love the sun shining for such a longer period of time. It just, my mood it definitely is elevated during this time. Um, I don't know. I love wearing flip-flops and shorts over sweaters and jackets. And July is my birth month. I just celebrated a birthday on the 8th. It was a really good one. I am so thankful to say, I would say probably, probably for the last two years, this birthday or two birthdays, this birthday and the birthday last year were the best I've had um, since losing my son. It was a really good birthday. I did some traveling uh, to visit one of my friends and it was amazing. I am one of those people that celebrate all month long. So (laughs) the celebrations are just beginning. Today, the day that I'm recording this, which is the 14th of July is my mom's birthday. So we went to a concert to celebrate her birthday yesterday. We did that. It was a lot of fun. She had a really good time. Um, so yeah, I am really enjoying my summer and I am thankful to say because really I don't I don't take this happiness for granted. I'm I'm just so thankful that I am in a pretty good place right now. And uh, I hope that you are too. And if you are not, I hope that you will reach that point in the near future because I know what it feels like not to be in a good place. So on today's episode, as you can see by the title, I want to talk about the importance of therapy. And if you tuned in to episode, I believe... What episode was it? I believe it was episode seven. Um, I think it's titled How I Survived Losing a Child. I talked about therapy and um, how it helped me. And I just want to emphasize it a little bit more because therapy is so important. And I feel like sometimes it gets a bad rap and there are a lot of people who could benefit from therapy and uh, they may be afraid to go, or maybe they don't even realize that it could they could benefit from it. So I just want to talk a little bit about it and um, how it has helped me in my life. 
So I did not, believe it or not, I did not even seek out a therapist until my son had been gone for a little over two years. I do want to say that uh, when he was here and on his journey, um, like when he was receiving chemo and all that stuff, there were uh, psychologists in the hospital. And when he had to go through his bone marrow transplant, when he relapsed the first time, we really connected with uh, one of the therapists there in the hospital. And she helped me out a ton. I was the primary caregiver for um, our son at that time. And she just gave me tips and helped me learn how to kind of stay in and enjoy my mom role because often you know we play the role as mom nurse doctor we do it all when our children are sick and when we were inpatient she really helped me to see how I could stay in my role of mom because there were times when I was doing things and you know she would ask well why are you doing that and I would just say you know because I it it should be done and she was like well that's why we have nurses and she was just very helpful um because sometimes I think the nurses would step back. It wasn't that they weren't willing to do certain things. I just think sometimes they would step back because they would see me doing it. And they just thought that's what I preferred. And that was perfectly fine. I enjoyed doing it. Um, There were some things that I just didn't realize that they would do for me. And she helped me to see that and realize that. And she helped me process some information. So she was really helpful. But, um, you know, she wasn't, I didn't see her on a regular basis. When we were inpatient, she would come check on me. I could always reach out to her for an appointment, but it wasn't something that I did frequently, I would say, especially as his journey progressed and we got towards the end. I didn't really reach out to anyone there at the hospital. I kind of just dealt with things on my own. And when I lost my son, I dealt with that on my own, you know, with the help of friends and family, but no uh, licensed professional. And um, when I did finally reach out to a therapist, I wasn't completely overwhelmed by my grief. I often wonder how it would have looked had I gone sooner. But honestly, it just wasn't something that was on my radar. And that's one of the reasons I kind of want to talk about this now, because if there's someone out there who's listening to this, and maybe earlier on their journey, or their child is in treatment, or they're going through anything, how beneficial it will be, I believe, to seek a therapist earlier in the journey um, because it may not take you as long to get to a place where you're feeling a little bit better. So um, I want to talk about why I would recommend a therapist. Uh, Therapy or a therapist, there's someone that you can connect with who has kind of a neutral perspective on your situation. So, you know, it's nice to have friends and families and 
all of the people that are in your circle to talk to. But sometimes it's nice to talk to someone who is outside of your circle um, because they can give a different perspective often um, because they're not they can empathize with you, but they're not going through what you're going through. And sometimes they could just see things a little bit more clearly, I think. Um, they can also help you to look introspectively, not just things on the surface. Now, uh, this may not help as much if your child is, you know, going through treatment or you're in the midst of something. But then again, it may. It may very well help. I can't completely speak on that because, like I said, I didn't go to therapy then. But they can definitely help you see things that aren't just on the surface, but help you dig a little bit deeper um, within and just kind of shift your perspective by looking more inward, not just seeing things as they are right there in front of you, if that makes any sense. And with that, they can sometimes bring on a new perspective on things. My therapist does that all the time. I go and talk to her and you know, one good thing about therapists that I've gone to, they don't really give advice. They ask you things. They help you think about things. They help, you know, they may give you exercises to assist you with coming up with solutions, but very seldom do they try to give you advice or tell you what to do. But through all of these different techniques and just asking you questions and just having a conversation with you, they can it can give you a new perspective on things sometimes my therapist does it all the time she'll ask me a question it's something that i never thought about never asked myself and often i will come home and write the question down in my journal especially if it's something that i don't have an answer for right then and i will just ponder on that question um, until our next visit and then we'll talk about it again and so often it makes me look at things in a completely different light. And also they can bring about new ideas. That's really what I'm working on with my therapist, uh, a new perspective and new ideas, because I feel like I am completely recreating my life. I think that happens often when you go through a tragedy, um, especially a loss. You just feel like you're having to pick life up and learn how to live it all over again. And uh, we are really trying to tap into things that bring me joy and how I can make those a permanent part on my life. So we're definitely exploring new perspectives and new ideas often. Uh, so those are some of the reasons I recommend therapy and how I feel like a therapist can help you on your journey. Um, so now I want to talk about how to know when you might need a therapist or when therapy could uh, be right for you. Uh, I'm sure there are a plethora of ways to know, but these are some of the things that just came off the top of my head uh, as I was sitting here thinking about this episode. So 
I would say I would definitely recommend therapy if you feel completely overwhelmed. Sometimes in life, you just feel completely over you feel completely overwhelmed. I'm there quite often with that feeling. I am a very um kind of introspective person. I don't talk a lot, so I have lots of thoughts going on in my head and sometimes they get me and I feel overwhelmed and a therapist can kind of help you work through those things uh, in a way that you don't feel so overwhelmed by them. Even if they're, you know, you have a lot of things that you have to do or a little, a lot of things that you're just trying to handle. They can usually help you situate things in your mind, in your life until you can, um, kind of categorize things. If that's a good word to use for, that's the word that's coming to mind right now, but categorize your life and, you know, how you can get things done or what you can control right now. I think it helps a lot in that overwhelmed feeling and just helping you breathe. And again, it's kind of like you're talking to someone on the outside and they just have a better perspective on those things. So I think that is definitely a reason why you may want to um, engage a therapist. Another reason is if your life just doesn't look or it doesn't feel like you think it should or something in your life is out of place. I think sometimes people think it has to be something catastrophic or this big thing to go to therapy, but not always, you know, your life should feel good. And that's what I am trying to get to. And it does sometimes, but there are a lot of things in my life that I would like to change. I would say my good feeling isn't the majority and I'm trying to, um, fix my life so that I feel good the majority of the time, or I feel like my life is flowing the way it should. The majority of the time, we will always have those times where things are out of flow. And those could just be times that you check in with a therapist because chances are they can help you uh, through that too. But I find my therapist to be awesome when it comes to helping me figure out how to um, have my life look and feel like I want it to feel. Another reason is this, if you're sad and depressed, you know, you can have sad days. I don't think there's anything wrong with having sad days. We all have them. But if you find yourself in a cycle or if you find yourself not being able to pull yourself out of the sadness, and depression, I definitely feel like it's time to reach out to a therapist. And the last reason I have, of course, if you have had any kind of traumatic event in your life, whether it be a loss, uh, a major change, anything um, traumatic that has caused you some um, feelings to be unsettled, I or a big life shift, I think you can definitely uh, benefit from therapy. And if you're going through those things, this is um, the reasons you might need one. 
Another thing I want to discuss is how to find a therapist. So, you know, if you feel like you may need one, um, a lot of times people don't even know where to begin because people don't talk about therapy as often. It seems like uh, lately people have begun talking about it a little bit more, but it's still something that is kind of hush, hush. Uh, And so I think the word, the number one way would be word of mouth. Honestly, that's how I found my therapist. Unfortunately, someone that I know lost a child after I did. It's not someone that I know real well, but, um, you know, I went to her son's wake and all that stuff just to kind of, uh, show support when she lost her son. And we happened to be talking. I see her quite frequently. We happened to be talking one day. I think I just asked her how she was doing and she has other children. I asked about them, how they were getting along. And she talks about a therapist and it wasn't someone that she met just during the loss of her son. It was someone that she'd known years before because her other children went to see her when they were young and she just talked about how great she was. So I gave her a call and I went and I have been going to see her um, ever since. And I want to pause just a minute while I'm talking about this. Um, I know often when people are looking for a therapist, they are looking for someone who uh, has experienced what they've gone through because they feel like they can relate better. And that may be true. I'm not doubting that. However, you may not always want to rule out someone who hasn't been where you are. My therapist has never lost a child. She doesn't specialize in grief. Um, she doesn't even have any children, which I know a lot of people would probably really just, um, write her off, but I vibe with her. She, in some ways, feels kind of like my girlfriend, even though I know clearly she isn't because we don't talk to each other that way. And she doesn't try to give me advice, but I say that she kind of feels like a girlfriend because I feel like I can tell her anything. Um, and that's what you want in a therapist. I trust her with anything you know, I feel like she can, she's very good at still giving me tools, um, with helping me through it. And I don't know if it's maybe because we don't talk a lot about the loss per se. She's not really trying to pull me out of a dark place, but because of the loss, I do feel kind of lost in my life, you know, Um, And she's helping me rebuild that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, um, if someone recommends someone and um, they don't quite have 
or have they haven't experienced the things that you have, maybe sometimes give them a shot because they might just work out for you. And, you know, sometimes it takes a couple visits to, um, to see if someone's going to work for you. So I think you have to know yourself too. You know, it takes a while to open up with someone to someone. So that first visit may very well be awkward. I can't really remember the first visit with my therapist. Um, I think I felt kind of neutral at that time because I knew it was something new, but by the, I know definitely by the fourth or fifth visit, I knew that she was the one for me. Now, if you go in there and you get totally bad, bad vibes, I say, don't, don't push it. Um, but you just kind of have to know yourself and trust your intuition. So back on how to find a therapist, word of mouth, I would say is definitely number one. Number two, you can ask someone at a hospital, you know, if you've gone through uh, some kind of medical issue or you've been involved in a hospital setting already, you may be able to ask someone there because often they have great resources or some kind of um, other supporting agency. If there's some kind of nonprofit agency that you've come in contact with, often they know of therapists who may be able to assist you with what you need at that particular time. Uh, number three, if you have shared whatever your situation is, maybe via social media, you know, Facebook, or you've been kind of public with what you're going through, sometimes asking on social media is a great tool. I know often, People don't want to share that information, but I have found that your friends on social media, the majority of them are probably not your friends. And because of that, you have no idea what they've gone through in their life. Uh, So often people have gone through things and they have great resources to give. But of course you wouldn't know that because, you know, that may not be the point of them being on social media and they're just not on there broadcasting that all over the place. But I have had some of the greatest resources provided to me through social media. So I would definitely uh, look into that if you are looking for a therapist and you feel comfortable with sharing those um, things. Let's see. Number four. You can usually find a therapist through your insurance. Uh, This is much further down on the list because, you know, you are just kind of picking. There's nobody backing that person, person or saying how good they are. But you can definitely do that. If you have insurance, they usually have, you know, where you can go online and find a doctor and you can find a therapist in your area that way. And number five, five, I'm sorry, is using a online platform. Now, this is not something that I have looked into at all, but I hear a lot about it. And I did a little bit of research for this podcast on a few of the um, agencies that are pretty popular 
online right now. The first one is BetterHelp. Uh, the website is BetterHelp.com. All of this information will be in the show notes. But BetterHelp is an online counseling with a licensed professional. So everybody is licensed. Uh, and I have heard people talk about better help and how they really enjoy it. You know, you're, I think you're paired with, with a therapist. If you don't like that therapist, you can choose another therapist. Um, so that is definitely something that, you know, you may want to look into the, and I know how better help help works is you fill out a questionnaire, um, I believe they message a counselor to put you in touch with somebody and you work with them. And like I said, if you're not happy, you can always request a new counselor, which is good. Another website I found is Talkspace, and that's just Talkspace.com. And it is a, it's text-based therapy, which I thought was... Um, quite interesting. I don't know if better help is. I don't think that it is, but it may be. I'm not exactly sure, but talk space, you know, clearly says that it's a text-based therapy. So when I thought about that, it's like, huh, you know, there, I I would see where there would be some benefits to text-based, um, and not going, any of these online therapists, not going to see someone face-to-face. Sometimes people just aren't comfortable with that. I I am. Um, I love going to see my therapist. Like I said, she kind of feels like a friend, even though she's not. But not everybody feels that way. You know, not everybody is comfortable with even going to therapy. So they may be comfortable with doing some kind of text-based. Also, I think it's really good to have everything in writing. I think that's great. I usually take my journal with me to therapy. Uh, I didn't do that in the beginning. And I found that there were times when I wish I would have recorded her just so I could remember certain things that she said to me. Luckily, she takes good notes. And, you know, I can contact her or text her anytime. And she can usually tell me or remind me what it is that I forgot. But I think that's great because you have everything in writing and you can go back and refer to it. Uh, and that, so that's kind of, that's kind of neat. Um, so that's one, and that's, that's talkspace.com. And I also ran across livehealthonline.com and I don't have a lot of information on that one, but that's just a third uh, website that you all can look into. And like I said, I will link, I will, I will list all of these below along with the website. And I think the majority of these and the majority of counselors, you know, some of them have a specialty, but you should be able to engage um, accounts, these, these online counseling platforms. They help with stress, grief, anxiety, depression, relationships, anger, etc. So just about anything that you would need to go to therapy for. 
And if you want to look online outside of your insurance company to just find a therapist in your area, you can go to Psychology Today. And I believe it's psychologytoday.com. And I will, again, link all of that in the show notes. So these are the things that I uh, wanted to share with you about therapy. One last thing, one last thing about BetterHelp. BetterHelp, I know, helps uh, teens, which is great. They help couples and individuals. So I think that's... uh, that's that's a very good um, incentive. The others may too, and maybe I just didn't run across it on their website, but BetterHelp had that clearly listed on their website. So, um, yeah, online therapy looks like lots of people are turning to that, which I think is a great alternative if you are not interested in going to see a therapist. The only thing I could recommend or say about that is I don't think online therapy is suited for people who have a severe case of depression or uh, may cause some kind of harm. I think in those instances, you uh, a a doctor may be best, um, someone that can physically see you and meet you and help you work through that. So I hope this episode has been helpful. I hope it has been encouraging. If you thought about therapy and you haven't done so, I hope this has encouraged you to do so. Therapy can be a wonderful thing. I sometimes feel like I will be in therapy for the rest of my life. And that's okay. You know, there have been times within these past few years that I only saw my therapist once a month, but now I've gone back to seeing her twice a month because I'm starting to feel a little anxious about some things. And there are some things that I just really want to work through. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. We have no problem going to a doctor for physical ailments. I think it's perfectly fine to go to a doctor to help you work through some mental things. That's what they are there for. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful resource. So that is all I have for you today. I hope that again, this has encouraged you. I am always here. If you need any guidance or any help, with anything while you're on this journey. A lot of things that I'm starting to talk about on this podcast um, are not necessarily just for childhood cancer families or just things that we experience. Lots of people experience these things. So if there's anything that I could do to help, I would be more than happy to. So again, thank you all again so much for your support. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, keep believing. Thank you for listening to the Quasi Prince Foundation podcast. To learn more about our mission of supporting pediatric cancer families, spreading awareness surrounding childhood cancer and brain tumor research, 
please visit our website at www.quaceprincefoundation.org or follow us on social media. We can be found on Facebook and YouTube at the Quasi Prince Foundation or on Instagram at KP Foundation. Until next time, keep believing.